I too feel like it's going to be a good week for you, Cap. I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Less bit busting, you know. I mean, it's uh, although I do kind of enjoy the bit busting now because I feel like it's a it's a good talking mechanism at this point. All I know is this: LZ, George Sedano, Sedano, LZ, Bergman, Laura, the whole mishbucha. I miss you, beautiful people, and I'm glad that we're back on the air today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I am glad we are back on the air as well. Uh, it is good to be back. Uh, although I will tell you this, I noticed something in the news today that I found uh, interesting. And before we get into the Lakers and the Dodgers and all that stuff, um, it's that. And, and, you know, I follow the markets, right? I like to follow the markets, whether it's the stock market, uh, you know, crypto markets. Like I, I'm, I'm a big market head. And I noticed that Crocs all of a sudden are like blowing up. Like, all of a sudden, Crocs have, like, tripled in value in the last year from a stock perspective. And then I, I dug deeper on this because I'm like, really? Crocs? Like, Crocs all of a sudden are, are a thing? And then I come to see that our parent company, Disney, made special edition Crocs from the movie Cars for adults. And those things have sold out. And apparently, it is really hard to buy Crocs almost anywhere these days. LZ, you were telling me Nike has Crocs. What is this Croc like bonanza that we have going on? I don't even like Crocs. Well, George, I don't know what LZ thinks, or at least I can't hear him. Can you hear him? No, I can't hear him. So you okay. talk then. So then I'm going to jump in. Let me just say this. I just looked up the ticker symbol for Crocs. C-R-O-X. It was uh, today at the close of the market. It traded at $97.82. It was up $12.98. Can you imagine $13 it was up today? I can't do the percentages that fast, but suffice it to say it's about 15%. Dude, and if you look at the chart, it just goes straight up green. Not a hockey stick. It just goes straight north green. I don't know what it is. I'm shocked to hear you say this. I've never owned a pair of Crocs. My kids love them. Okay, I've never worn them. So I don't have a qualified opinion about how comfortable or not. They look kind of comfortable, but they look super light. I don't know for what reason it is. I'd rather wear a flip-flop and show off my disgusting feet rather than wear Crocs and not. I don't wear these things. I'm blown away by what you're telling me. LZ, so, now you're a Croc connoisseur, if I recall correctly. That's aggressive. Okay. <laughs> I've crocked. Okay. But I wouldn't call myself a connoisseur of okay, the Croc. Okay, okay, yes. okay. Are you crocking at the moment? Uh, that's a personal question. <laughs> um, I I am wearing Crocs. I actually bought these on a on a like a whim because I was, I think I was in Chinatown and was just kind of hanging out, and this store was selling like a bunch of them like on sale, and I grabbed a pair and just thought it'd be kind of funny and was joking like, oh, I could probably do this and blah 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 blah. blah. So then um, I just grabbed them and thought I would just wear them like a couple of times. This is a joke, trying to be ironic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Fell in love with the comfort and the ease. It was my go-to shoe during all of 2020. Because not only was I no longer wearing button-down shirts and ties, I wasn't being bothered tying my shoestrings anymore either. So it was, it was perfect for me. So I'm, all, I'm here for the Croc Revolution. Okay. Um, I don't I don't appreciate any of you croc blockers out there. Ooh, don't be a croc blocker. I like don't it, LZ. Don't be a croc blocker. Yes, exactly. sir. 
Yeah. Yes. Rock you out with your crock out. <laughs> right. Rock out with your crock out. Yeah. All right, LZ. Off to a hot start. I got to so, say um, that I don't know anything about the feel of a crock. But, LZ, everything you just said about during the pandemic, people didn't want to put on shoes and tie them. People didn't want to put on pants and button them and put on a belt and tuck in a shirt. Uh, people have gotten accustomed to, A, working from home, if you can, and, B, dressing like you're working out at all times. I don't even wear shoes. I mean, I have literally been in either shorts or, like, you know, sweats or jogging pants or I have that has been my wardrobe 90 plus percent of the time in the last year. Yeah. Yeah. I told you that's why I gained so much weight. It's because I didn't have to tuck in a shirt and put on a belt. Um, I just was wearing sweats that had an elastic waistband. And so as I got fatter, the elastic waistband, it just stretched. I never really understood how much fatter I was getting. So let me ask, uh, you know, I mean, of course, that's the reason, right? But the uh, yes, that's the reason. Greg, Crocs in or out? All right, Greg? Greg Bergman. Greg? Greg Bergman, in or out on Crocs? What I have never you? worn a pair of Crocs, and I don't think I ever will wear a pair of Crocs. It's well, just like, not I mean, my that thing. seems like right. a hard stance it for, is. you know, oh, I, I'm curious. That's aggressive. Now, it is that, aggressive. That is, right. That is the uh, complete antithesis of what, uh-huh. like, I'm not anti-Crocs. Oh, I'm anti-Crocs. You are yeah. yeah. a crocophobe. That is You're a crocophobe. You are a crocophobe. That is what you are. A crocophobe. That's fine. I will take that, because I am. No, because I'm not a crocophobe. I'm not anti-Croc. I'm not uh, I'm not crockist, you know, like I, 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 I I'm OK with Crocs. Occasionally I will wear one. I don't own a pair, but if I got to go outside, I will. Uh, you know, there are Crocs here at the house. Um, do you let so, your Crocs move in with the other shoes? Yeah, do we do. We let them separated? move in with the other shoes. Yes. Okay, and then so so right. I, I have thrown some on. Um, Whose? Uh, my wife's. So, like, I'll throw them on. Like, if I got to throw the whoa, garbage, I mean, whoa, they don't fit yeah. perfectly. Whoa, whoa hold on. on. Yeah. You're Let's wearing your over. wife's shoes? Well, they're And crocs. we're talking about Crocs? And no. you're running around dressed like your wife? They're Crocs. So I literally can just slip them on, even though my heel sticks out a little bit. I'm just throwing out oh. the trash. Oh, I thought you had some, like, cute little dainty feet that we could all look at, you know? No, no. They're just, my heel sticks out a little bit, and I can, wear, I can throw out the trash without having to get my socks do, dirty. Do you moisturize the heel, or do you let it hang out ashy? Um, I usually have socks on, but I do, I do, you know what? I got to be honest with you. I don't moisturize the heel enough. Mm -hmm. Who does? Who does? You, LZ? I mean, LZ. God, yes. The the heel is the number one spot. Yeah. Oh, really? And the elbow. And the elbow. The elbow is more, is, 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 I would say the elbow is the number one spot if you're going ashy because like you, you, you probably will wear a lot more short sleeve shirts than the ability for people to see your ashy, um, heels not if you wear flip-flops all the time lz i'm going to start doing that i'm going to add that to my repertoire of uh, of things that i need to do to make myself pretty but i'm going to tell you right now i've not done that i have not really been been dealing with the heels and that's why my heels are disgusting like i got the gross feet you know well your girl must not care i just think she looks the other way when it Mm. comes to the feet Mm. you guys don't think so she's the opposite of uh eddie murphy in um boomerang basically yeah yeah. Hmm. Um, now let me ask Laura. Laura, are you um, are you a crocophobe? Are you a, are you you know are you pro croc? I'm a recovering crocophobe. Oh, recovering crocophobe. <laughs> well, the thing is, I always said I would not buy a pair or yeah. rock anything. Yeah. But I tweeted you guys that last December I went to um, the Disney store and found these Crocs that lit oh. up. 
So I purchased and I love them. I feel really old though wearing them sometimes, but they're so comfortable. I'm like, you know what? It's okay. I think so. if you're in recovery, then you were a crocaholic, is what you might have been at one time. Yeah, no, I never. Okay, then I said that wrong. But yeah, I was never a croc person until last December. I actually stopped dating a guy when I found out he wore Crocs. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. See, that's yeah. hard Stop line dating. Wait, 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 wait. Hold <laughs> wow. on. Wow. Well, he worked line. at what? the store, and he would have nothing but Crocs. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> oh, nothing but Crocs? <laughs> yeah, see, exactly, LZ. It, it changes the situation. So it I was does. Like, yeah. No, that's excessive, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> does not own another pair of shoes <laughs> other than his Crocs. So do you mean to tell me, like, his blue Crocs are for daytime, but his black Dude, Crocs are more he, formal no, no, for no. nighttime? Wait, hold up. So there's, like, Crocs that look like regular shoes, not just a little slip things? Really? Yes. And he would Because the only those. ones I've seen are the ones with the holes in them. No, you know no, I mean? no. They're, like, yeah. regular shoes. I'm going to find in, like, Google and send you guys So a they look like, uh, what were those shoes... Um, Clogs, clogs, okay, clogs, yeah, yeah. yeah. Were they clogs? Was that what yeah. it's called? The wooden yeah, you mean shoes? like the the leather no. he, without the heel with like yeah, the, yeah. The, the do, high so do they look like heel? clogs? No, those Crocs, no the dress ones. No? no, no, they look like regular sneaker shoes. Oh, and I was like, are you wearing Crocs right now? And he goes, yeah, they're they're wow. so comfortable. That's like he's gonna wearing corduroy shorts. It's very confusing yeah, to it's me. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that either. Actually. Are you cold or are you hot? It's what weird. what's happening here? <laughs> yes. Um, also, Laura, what is more important to moisturize, the heel or the elbow? Good question. Solid. Elbow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, but you wanted to say heel, and I now no, why you wanted no. to say heel? Yes, you no. did. I was confused because she I'm thought like, about it. She it's like fifty fifty, right? Like it should yeah. be both. But right. the heel you cover, the elbow you you can't be. No, yeah. Elbow. Heel's not always covered. I I'm mean, look at my heels in certain right situations, the, the, the heel is very visible. You could yes. wear socks. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take my shoes. Not right doing what I'm talking about. When you're wearing Crocs, you can see your heel. You sure can. Plus, the, the heel cracks and it will bleed on you. Damn. You need to take. I was going to say, dog, my heel has never bled yeah, on me. Never. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and I don't moisturize that often, but. Uh, Cap? Yeah. My right heel, I'm just looking at it right See? now, LZ. My right heel. <laughs> See? I just took my shoes and my socks off, I swear to God. I, I took my shoes and socks off, and my right heel has got some crackage in it. Now, it's not bleeding, and it doesn't hurt. Right. But crackage. there's no doubt it's not attractive. And, LZ, when you put together the right heel is cracking with the left big toenail that never grew back, it's like both of my feet are gross now. Man, better keep those things in the ripes. I know, man. I'm about to start moisturizing them right now. Think there's any difference between hand cream and foot cream? Like, if I put hand cream on my feet, is that okay? I don't do creams. That's, that's somebody else's ministry. I use mm -hmm. butters. Oh. Shea butter, cocoa butter, hearty moisturizing happens in this household. We don't do creams. That's semi-moisturizing. That's light surface moisturizing, if you will. We like a deep moisturizer. Yeah. Something yeah. that works on a molecular level. What do you think AD uses, you know, with the, uh, with the Achilles injury? Oh, he definitely uses shea butter. Yeah. Because AD, if you really look at him, when was the last time you saw AD hair not right? <laughs> you know what I'm point. saying? It's a good point. Like, he's a groomer, man. Yeah, he's a groomer. Even when he was rocking the unibrow, that unibrow had the hairs in place. They all the hairs weren't all scattered all over the place like a cookie monster. It was a unibrow, but it was a manicured unibrow. Mm -hmm. He That's cares a, about his 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 grooming, man. Yeah, 
Yeah, I do too. I gotta say, I do no, you too. don't because no? your your heels are all cracked but, up and but, stuff. But you don't hey, have a let, toenail. Let me try and persuade you on this. You know what I did yesterday, LZ? You're gonna love this, George. You're gonna love this. Let me tell you if you ask you guys if you ever do this. Mm-hmm. I yesterday went to get a haircut. We talked last week about you know cheating on your barber. I went back to my girl, mm-hmm. and you know what she did for me yesterday? She waxed the inner portions of my nostrils, both nostrils. She stuck wax up there with Ooh. a with a lollipop you know, tongue depressor, and then she yanked it out. And let me tell you something. These two, oh, it hurt like a mofo. But these two hairy little chia pets on the end of these lollipop sticks with all these hairs from my nose. Now, do you guys, that's taking care of yourself right there, I mean, you don't just use, like, one of those, like, electric things, like a manscaping thing or, like, you know, like, no? Yeah, I do, but this is a much deeper level. You know, like, kind of like the butters of of lotions, you see? So what's going on with your nostrils, man? Yeah, know, that's a lot of hair, bro. Oh, it's a lot. I know. It's like you could braid it in there. You don't Seriously. have the rounded shears that, you know, you stick in. Right. Yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That, yeah. Or even the one-sided blade that you could just kind of, right. you know, work around, you know? I'm glad we're talking about all this hygiene stuff because I'm a mess now. My right heel's disgusting. Yes. My nostrils obviously have you, way too much hair in you them. You also, much like Andre Drummond, have a messed up big toe. Yep. Right. That's right. No You're nail. small petty, obviously. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's Big Petty. Big Petty was one of two players with a double-double yesterday and the must-win, according to AD. Yeah, must-win. Well, I mean, it's Orlando, dude. And right. they were trailing in that game after three quarters. I was a little terrified, weren't you? Dude, I was just like, what is happening here? You know, we gave up, what was it, 40 points in one quarter to a Magic team with like without Shaq and Penny? Right. <laughs> <laughs> without Dwight not and even, Not even with like Dwight and Jameer. Exactly. Yeah. I was yeah. just yeah. like, what is happening here? Yeah. But, you know, we, we, we got it together, um, you know, in that fourth quarter, thanks to Schroeder's shooting and, you know, some some really good defense. But out of all the guys in the Lakers, I would think that Andre Drummond probably has the most waxed nostrils. Mm-hmm. Because he had the most free time because he was never in the postseason. You see. Oh, well, that's, there you go. That is fair. Uh, that is that is fair. Now, let me ask you about AD, though, because AD mm-hmm. had a, a, a good game, right, against yep. the Magic. Um, it looks like he's going to – he doesn't have a minutes restriction per se mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, it's all about just, you know, they're going to be smart with him, but, you know, they're going to start ramping up the minutes here. So after some tough games against the Dallas Mavericks – like how how comfortable are you with ramping up those minutes? Let's start with you, Scott. Very comfortable. Um, look, it's three games now, and what we said from the beginning was you got to take it easy because the worst thing that could happen is you bring a pitcher off the disabled list and he pitches two innings and he's hurt again. The worst thing that could happen is AD spent all this time rehabbing. He goes out there, he's not truly a hundred percent. He does something and he's back on the bench and he's back hurt. So what I've seen in the first three games has been a smart use of his minutes and I think ramping up to 31 yesterday and look I got it Orlando's terrible they're just awful these are the kinds of games you have to win and so they got it done even though like you said LZ they gave up 40 points in the second quarter I'm very comfortable ramping up AD's minutes now and it's good to see him I know he wasn't you know perfect hardly but I mean pretty good shooting percentage uh 18 points I'm happy with what I've seen so far even in the two losses against Dallas what do you think the closing lineup should be? It looked as if yesterday Frank went back with just a starting lineup to close out the game. Um, obviously, that's not always the, the situation. 
but it feels as if he has a love-hate relationship with Traz. He and does. yesterday, he I doesn't trust him on defense. Well, and and yesterday I felt, considering how much we were struggling in offense entering into the fourth quarter, that taking him off the, the the court when he was playing so well offensively, and really he wasn't playing horribly defensively. He committed a lot of fouls, but that means you were nearby to get those fouls. You weren't like. You know, Dre was the other day where, you know, his man just kind of leaves him at the top of the key and goes and, and gets an uncontested dunk. It wasn't like that. Um, but it felt as if yesterday was one of those those games where you should have had Trez out there to close out um, because he was such an efficient scorer. And now, Cap, what do you think Frank is thinking in terms of the, the, the closing lineup? Wow, uh, that's a great question. How about this? The, Save the it for the other it. side. Save it for the other side. Let's do that for the other side because we're up against the break. Bergman's already telling me I got a read to do. So let's do that on the other side. He's Plus, always nagging about something. Mm-hmm. He is. Plus, is it My a job? rivalry yet after what you saw this weekend? And the Dodgers' struggle bus, unfortunately, continues. We'll get to that in three minutes. This portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing health care one person at a time. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So now LZ Cap with you on 710 ESPN. So LZ asked Cap about the closing lineup for the Lakers because of the potential situation with Montrez Harrell. Um, but before we get to that, I need to know if you're in or, in or out on Crocs. Are you a uh, crocaholic? Are you crocist? Are you a crocophobe? <laughs> Uh, where do you stand on Crocs? Uh, the reason that came up is because there's a lot of news today about Crocs selling out for adults all over the place, particularly Disney Crocs. Uh, they released a, a adult version for the movie Cars, and uh, the Lightning McQueens have sold out. And uh, the Crocs stock has gone up like 300%, something crazy like that in the last year. Like, it's pretty insane. I didn't realize that there was this much uh, of an affinity for Crocs. So hit us up. Laura will get to your calls here in a second. Uh, she'll pick them up at 877-710-ESPN or Greg because they're both in studio right now. Uh, 877-710-3776. In the interim, Cap, LZ asked you, your closing lineup for the Lakers. So you yeah. were going to address that. Yeah, right now, LZ, I'll tell you, this is what I would do. I'd go A.D., Drummond, Montrez, Caruso, and Schroeder. That would be my closing five right now. And when LeBron comes back, you can take out Caruso as an example. Um, But I I like some muscle and some size and some badass on the floor to close out games. LZ, where are you, you? George? Oh, me? Uh, I don't love that lineup. Not enough shooting for me. Um, my closing lineup is at the moment, right? So LeBron's not available. So you have AD. Um, I would say Drummond, uh, depending on the opponent, right? But I, I could, I could replace Drummond with with Trez easily. I feel like, um, depending on what I need, right? Uh, and then I've got to go Kuzma, Caruso, and Schroeder, right? Or Kuzma. Uh, KCP intruder, right? I need I need shooting out there too. Like so, I, I gotta have at least Kuzma's ability to stretch the floor. 
Um, and, you know, I, I would prefer a lineup with more shooting. So mm-hmm. I would I, – look, I, I, how about this? I would even do AD. I would just – closing lineup, give me AD at the five. Give me Kuz. Give me uh, Caruso, KCP, and Schroeder. I have plenty of shooting, plenty of defense there. I feel comfortable. I'm, I'm trying to figure out – because I, I like where you're going with your thinking, George, in terms of shooting. Um, I, what I don't like is that so many of, the, of our shooters need to be set up. Right, like they can't create their own shot. No, KCP needs to be set up. Alex Correct. needs to be set up. Like, so. But that's what Dennis's job is in theory. On the, in the, it, since LeBron is gone, that's the reason why I like the backcourt of Dennis Schroeder and Tht. Mm-hmm. I like having a guy who doesn't need to be set up, and you know, if you have Schroeder, Tht and AD out there. Now you got three guys that can get their own shot. So I really like having him in the backcourt. And then in the front court, in addition to AD, I want um, Drummond. And actually, I think I like Keith, even though he hasn't hit a shot in like three weeks or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I think I actually text you. Didn't I text you, George, when you were at the game reporting, like yeah. tell Morris to hit a shot? Yeah, yes, you did. <laughs> did you do that? I did not because I'm too high up. I can't actually oh. talk to Marcus. Oh, see, so, so it's your fault he still hasn't hit one. I told, right. I gave you the message like weeks ago. I could not relay it to him, uh, you know, uh, 10 days later. What, is he, what does he miss, his last 17 threes or something like that? I saw it's not stat? good. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's nothing yeah. good. But yeah. I'm still going to have him out there Yeah, because he's a threat. So, um, but yeah, that, that would be my closing lineup until LeBron gets back. Well, when is LeBron coming back, just by the way, because – all the talk was that it could be a little bit further out. Now we're getting some reporting saying it seems close. And I thought Dennis Schroeder talking about it in the postgame yesterday made it seem like it's coming real close. And then, of course, you got LeBron's Instagram post. So when's he coming back? Uh, well, Woj says that uh, it could be as soon as next week. Like, I honestly, I, this is I, – I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron – Play tomorrow? Maybe not tomorrow. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see LeBron by the end of this week, early next week. So, like, the weekend. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if that happened. What's the fewest number of games you think he needs to be ready for the postseason? Five. I have five, too. Yeah. I'm going to go less than five. I'm going to say three. Yeah, I mean, that's not – I wouldn't argue with you. Well, I I, I need five because it's not really about LeBron. It's about chemistry. It's about refamiliarizing each other as well as bringing in LeBron with AD and AD, which they don't, they're not practicing, right? right. So, so you're not going to be able to really get much of a you know, connect connection that way. So it has to be the games. That's the reason why I got five. Give us five games with those three together, starting, playing, figuring it out. And I trust LeBron that after the end of five games, he'll know exactly what needs to happen. Yeah, I think that's what we're all waiting for is is LeBron to come back, which is why when we hear everybody saying that seating isn't critical and you know where they end up at the end of the year, uh, what their record is, who they have to play where, that's not really that important because once they have LeBron back, uh, well, then they're just going to plow through everybody. And that all makes sense in theory until if you were to lose, then your whole theory of it didn't matter where we were ranked in the playoffs gets blown out the window. Now, of course, if you win, you were right the whole time. 
So l- let me ask you this. Uh, right. If you win, you were right the whole time, for sure. Uh, speaking about being right, you know, I, I may have said that although I thought Clinton was crazy, mm-hmm. Clinton Yates, when he came he, on the show about his uh, yammering about the Padres, I did sort of agree with him that this thing mattered more than you guys had alluded to to the Dodgers. Um, are we? Where are we on the rivalry? Because the Padres looked good against the Dodgers this weekend. They did, but the Dodgers also looked bad against everyone this weekend, this week. They came into the series against the Padres not hitting particularly well, and they obviously have left the series not hitting particularly well. So I still don't find it to be a rivalry. I still keep it in the category of a threat. Um, the games are entertaining. I'm really, really happy that we get so many more, though we won't get another one until like another month and a half or so. But still, I'm really looking forward to it. But as far as the rivalry is concerned, I'm really not going to remember the wins and losses in April. I mean, they that's, all count. That's, that's, but that's my crux. Okay. I don't yeah. care about you winning a series in April against us. I care about you taking our division title. I care about you eliminating us in the postseason. Those things matter because those things we remember. Those things are, have banners. Winning a series in April when you don't have your MVP and you know okay. you came in struggling. Eh. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Scott, but I will say quick. this. I will say this though. It is um, a Dodger fan's perspective that these are early season games and meaningless. And it is a Padres fan perspective that these wins, three out of four in Dodger Stadium, could be a defining moment for their year. And I know we've all debated about you know why or not. Tell me. Because they're not going to be around late in the postseason. That's the reason why this is their World Series now. <laughs> that's well, the difference. Uh, I, well, I don't know. I, I, it's a long season. Difference. I, I think they'll be around. I will say this, LZ. I think that right now the Padres have made a big-time statement to, to lose two out of three in San Diego to then lose three in a row to Milwaukee at home and then, and then go on the road yeah. and go into Dodger Stadium and win three out of four. And by the way, not just win three out of four, win the first two. Then in game four, you're down by six runs in the seventh inning and you come back and beat the Dodgers. The Padres feel like they have big time made a statement. And for all the talk about whether or not uh, Tatis was cheating, really like that? Tatis may have taken a peek at a sign, and that's why the Dodgers lost three out of four? That's, that's pretty weak. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, and we can get into some of that coming up in a little bit as well. But let me grab some calls here on Crocs. KC into, into Hunga. What's up, KC? All right. KC, are you there? Hello. There yes, you sir. go. I'm here. Greg, on, are you man. screwing hey, up with the phones again or what? He's on. Hey. He's on. <laughs> no, I'm on. I just wanted to say, you know uh, – Anybody in your family ever call your feet dogs? Yeah, oh yeah. Yes. You know, My dogs are barking. barking. I wear, yeah, yeah. I, I wear Crocs <laughs> because I got ugly dogs. Yeah. But yeah. actually, I had a question for Laura because she said she dumped her boyfriend for wearing them. Are you her boyfriend? Am I cool? Oh, well, I don't you, know. I thought what? she. I just caught. Her. I'm on the no, four or five. No. Okay. All right. Just checking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Did she say she dumped him for having Crocs? Laura. Yeah. Well, if Laura's like question. me, she's not messing around with any little Crocs. So. <laughs> well, I mean, there you go, oh, dude. Yeah. Oh. All right, Casey. Thank you, buddy. Laura, <laughs> if you don't want to answer, it's fine. <laughs> I got LZ, you. Good man. I got you. Okay. Got you. Fair enough. La- real quick, 
30 seconds. Brent in Riverside. Brent. Croc game is on point. Crocs are great, especially on a rainy day like this. When you're not trying to wear the flip-flops, you know, you wear the Croc, you'd be looking fresh. They remind me of time in the slammer, but, you know, there's some good uh, fresh Crocs out there, you know? Mm. Reminds me of time in the slammer, huh? What you go away for, bro? <laughs> hey, that was in the past, man. That was in the past. Yeah, you know, yeah, man. I, oh, you get, you get my, to move uh, on. I'm uh, good with you. Uh, something good. I like that. I <laughs> really? like that. Right. Keep, it, keep it low. Do they yeah, issue Crocs? Like when you go in, do they go, here's your Crocs? Oh, yeah. They give you Crocs up in there, man, with some fresh socks, too. Okay. Did you, nice. did you get some organic food, too, or was that no, just that man. one guy? <laughs> <laughs> was it just the one guy? <laughs> All right, so Fred. The game's good right there. Thank All you, right. brother. Appreciate you. All right. Keep it coming with the Crocs. Are you in or are you out? 877-710-ESPN. We'll keep it going on the Dodgers. Plus, we have overrated, underrated, properly rated. Coming up in 3 minutes and 15 seconds. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, time for overrated, underrated, properly rated. Greg, what do you got? All right, so we're going to start with Scott for this one first. Scott, Elon Musk is scheduled to host Saturday Night Live on May 8th. I don't know how any of you feel about Elon Musk, so I'm going to ask you, is Elon Musk, not the Saturday Night Live thing, is Elon Musk overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Overrated. What? Overrated. Okay, why? Elon Musk is an amazing visionary, obviously. And anybody who's a Tesla owner who has the whoopee cushion in the back seat or the karaoke machine in their car, you love Elon Musk. For those of you that own Tesla stock, sometimes you love him and sometimes you hate him because Elon Musk can't stop talking. And when he talks, oftentimes the stock price goes up and goes down, which is why he got sued about two years ago and why he was removed as chairman of the board because you cannot manipulate the stock price by talking about things publicly when you are an officer of a publicly traded company. Great visionary, incredible inventor, strange personality, obviously very impactful, but I'm still going overrated. No, I would say properly rated. Um, I, I think, he, first of all, he's a visionary. Like every, He is 10 years ahead of everybody else in the automobile industry when it comes to electric cars. It's not even close. I, and the stock price is insane. Like, if you got in, you know, anywhere near the first couple of years, you've made a fortune. So, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, even that argument to me seems a little strange. So I, I'm going properly rated on him. I'm going properly rated because Cap knows who Elon Musk is. Okay, fair enough. See, that's good right there, LZ. Thank you for that. Greg? All right, so uh, LZ, we're going to start with you. Uh, well, normally normally George says, okay, what's next? So I was just going. But anyway, LZ, mm-hmm. uh, last night Russell Westbrook passed Wilt, Chamber- Wilt Chamberlain for most triple doubles in a month and is only six away from passing Oscar Robinson's record for most all time. And after the game, he said, I don't care what anybody thinks of this, whatever they want to call it, stat padding or not useful. I think it's very interesting that it's not useful when I'm doing it. It wasn't useful when Magic and Oscar and those guys were doing it now that i do it it looks easy this 
blank isn't easy, though. I'll tell you that it ain't easy. So are triple doubles overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Um, they are properly rated. Um, triple doubles is one measure of productivity. And, you know, I don't know who coined the phrase. I don't, I don't recall the circumstances of the phrase. But essentially, it was just acknowledging your productivity on the court. You know, I, I think, what, Elijah Wan's the last person to get a quadruple double, I believe, where he got double digits in four major categories. These things aren't easy. He just makes them look easy. And I do believe he's right in the sense that because they're happening more frequently, that there's this tendency to think that they're not quite as hard to accomplish. When reality is, is that guys are just better. And so there's more guys who can accomplish it. But it still isn't easy. I, too, will go properly rated. Um, yeah, look, we're in a very... I think a, a, a renaissance of the NBA in a lot of ways because you've still got the older guys like LeBron who are still near at the peak of the game. You've got guys like Russell Westbrook also kind of closer to the end than, than their prime um, who are still fantastic to watch. Like every team for the most part uh, has somebody that you're like, holy moly, that person is a freak of nature, you know, from an athletic standpoint or a pure basketball standpoint. So I think the league in that regard is in a good place. I feel sorry for anyone who's not watching the league because you really are missing out some great stuff. But, yeah, I would say properly rated because it is still hard as hell. We just have a lot better players right now. I'm going underrated. You know, I think a lot of stats become underrated. You know, in the NFL, when you have a 100-yard rushing game, that was the standard, a 1,000-yard rushing season. And then people started to say, well, it's not as impressive anymore. Yeah, it is. Uh, a 300-yard passing game is incredible. And, and I know a lot of guys do it, and the rules have dictated such, but so what? It's really the elite guys that can put up these kinds of stats. I'm going underrated. Okay. All right. right. George, we'll go to you for this one. So whatever your feelings are, Citizen Kane is kind of known as the greatest film of all time. It, it even had 100% rating. I've never actually seen it, but it had 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes until Sunday when they dug up a negative review and knocking it down slightly. So now the most... The what they're saying is the greatest film ever made according to Rotten Tomatoes, Paddington Two. Paddington Two is now the greatest film ever made according to Rotten Tomatoes. So George, is Rotten Tomatoes overrated, underrated, or properly rated? No, I feel like Rotten Tomatoes is properly rated. Like I, I it is rare that I disagree with Rotten Tomatoes. I usually try my best to watch the movie first and then go and see how other people felt about it. If after I have my initial reaction to see if I'm in the minority or the majority. And, you know, more times than not, um, I feel like I am closer to them um, than I'm not. So there you go. I would say properly rated. Cap? I'm going overrated. I'm going overrated here on Rotten Tomatoes. I really am. Um, I, did, I, I admit I have not also seen Citizen Kane, never seen it, don't know anything about Paddington 2. And truth be told, I really don't use Rotten Tomatoes to – look up movie reviews or previews or anything. So for me, Rotten Tomato, overrated. Shocker. Because you don't like movies. No, it's not that I don't like them. It's just that you I don't, you don't, you don't watch use them, it. though. Okay, I should refrain from saying that. Right. I don't, you don't watch them. That's different. I watched Captain America last week. You did Good for you. Only 16 years later, but good for you. <laughs> there you go. Um, Greg, hey, hey, one hey, more. It's better well, late than never. LZ, yeah, I you guess that's one? fair. Yeah, Greg, one more. Well, wait, what does LZ think about Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, He's I'm the sorry. movie aficionado. My well, bad. I mean... 
I stopped listening when you guys said you didn't watch Citizen Kane. How do you not see Citizen Kane? I saw Citizen Kane in my in my in one of uh, in a class in high school. So there you go. How about that? All righty. Rosebud. Rosebud. Yeah. It's one of the greatest films of all time. It is. But I don't get into greatest. I don't I don't like goat conversations when it comes to art. I think yeah. that's silly. But I yeah. will say it's great. All uh, right. Rotten Tomatoes though. Yeah, I don't pay attention to that. <laughs> all right, overrated then. Uh, all right, that is overrated, underrated, properly rated. Coming up next, um, the Niners situation is getting weirder and weirder. We've got more on the Dodgers and Padres coming up. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back here, Sedano, LZ, and Cap. Soothing. Very soothing, actually. You know, it kind of reminds me of the type of thing you'd hear, like, at a fancy steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And today is National Prime Rib Day. Mm. Um, I'm not a huge prime rib person. Like, it's fine. I'm not going to turn it away. You know what I'm saying? But what is your favorite cut of beef? Because if I were ranking, like, a power ranking, I mean, ribeye is at the top, right? You know what I mean? Like, just because I know it's fatty as hell, but it tastes delicious. Um, you know, if I don't want the fattiness, maybe I go a little fillet. Um, you know, uh, you know, you want to go like, uh, you know, it just depends on what you're cooking, right? Like, you want to do a little, uh, you know, flank steak, a little carne asada, right? Like, if you want to do, um, you know, like a skirt steak, like that's delicious too. Like, there's a lot of different cuts, but you know, I would feel like ribeye is near the top. You want to go T-bone, you could do both ribeye and fillet, actually. I just feel like prime rib is one of those things that I would never order, but every time somebody else does and I have a little bit of it, it's so good. But I yeah. don't like the pinkiness of it. So if it's if it's wait. a little browner, wait, I really wait, like wait, it. Wait, and wait, just wait, ironically, wait, I didn't wait, know that it was going to be Stop. Uh, prime rib day. Time uh, out. Yo. You don't like the pinkiness of it? Like, wait a second. You're not one of these well-done steak eaters, no, are you? No, it's just that with prime rib, I don't like too pinky. You know, I don't know what it is about it, but it's mushy and pinky in the middle. And so I like it a little browner. But just the other night, this is so ironic, my girlfriend ordered a prime rib. I was like, really? I'm ordering the salmon. She's like, I got the prime rib. You know what happened? I ate both, of course. Right. Prime rib is great. It's just not something I would ever order. Something I get at a bar mitzvah, really. (laughs) Or a wedding. Yeah. LZ. you, LZ? LZ, you, uh, you down with prime rib? I'm down with the beef. There's not really a cut I probably wouldn't touch. <laughs> really? You like the beef, Elsie. I, would I wanted to just let that one sit yeah. there for a second. I, I would not I, have expected that. It was designed that way, my friend, George. <laughs> just let it sit. Let it marinate. I wanted to let that one sit there for a second because I feel like Chris can work his magic with that later. <laughs> no, but I, I tend to be a filet guy. Yeah. Like if I'm inviting people over and I've decided that I'm going to grill – uh, the filet is my go-to because mm. nothing says I care about you like making yeah. someone a filet. That, that, you know what? It's funny you said my mom used to say that all the time too. When there were guests coming, she's like, vamos a hacerle un filete. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, you know, that, that, that is true. 
That is that Laura, was that, you know, do you, do you agree? Like, was that a staple in the household? Like, if you were having, like, good guests over, you'd be like, and if you were going to cook beef, it'd be like, hey, un filete hoy. Well, ours was carne asada all the time. So. Flank? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, we're going to Which is good. It's it good. Always. It, it's good. It's oh, no, good. Oh, so good. So are you saying that when now. I have my Hispanic buddies over and stuff and I make fillets, I'm not doing it right? Nah, man, you got to grill it up. Well, they no, ain't but you can no- grill a fillet. They ain't say nothing. I mean, yeah, but, you know, it's like carne asada is better and then you got to throw in a beer and some orange juice in there and set it, set it right, Mary. I don't know if carne asada is better. I, I, I mean, again, it's all subjective, right? It is but all I, subjective. I mean, I think carne asada is good, like, if you're having, like, a big, you know, blow out you know, a bunch of people at the house Absolutely. right first of all it's a little more cost efficient for sure yep. um so there's mm-hmm. that so if you're having a big blowout that's one thing but if you're just having a couple of people over right like you know and you want to you want to treat them right you know right. i feel like there's a there's a difference there bergman i know you don't like i know she mentioned frijoles and i know you don't like beans but i would imagine you like beef I do, yes. You're kind of a weird do. eater, so we've learned this. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it hurts my stomach, but it doesn't. Whoa. But I do Wait, love. Time. Whoa. <laughs> the red meat, red meat hurts my stomach, but I love it, and I will eat it, and I will go what do you through mean the it pain. Hurts your stomach. Like how so? Like it's, how I, does it hurt your if stomach? Instant cramps. If yes, if I have meat, especially red meat, if I have it after like seven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I am up Wait. all night Wait, on the toilet. Your stomach has an eye has an eye watch and it's That's like right. gauging seven time. o'clock. That's not right. happening. Look, this has okay. been tested. How this is tried you? and true. <laughs> Every time after before seven o'clock, I'm totally fine for the night. After your, seven o'clock, my stomach is in pain. Is your body cognizant of daylight savings time or at all? Or <laughs> oh yeah, what happens Ooh, then? See, I don't know. Maybe not. I just not it's that, it just knows that the seven o'clock is and when like, everything. And However, what if you're in London? If you're in London, are you doing <laughs> LA seven o'clock or are you doing London seven o'clock? How does your it body just, know? It just knows that the time when it hits seven o'clock on the clock doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter daylight saving times or what. It all just it just stops. It starts hurting, and what I know I'm just in the wake up midnight. Toilet. What if you're chewing at six fifty nine, but it actually doesn't hit your no. belly until seven o'clock? No, it hit my belly at seven o'clock, so therefore it goes right to the right. toilet. Right. Why don't you just eliminate the middleman and throw the steak in the toilet? Why don't you but, just do that? No, because it tastes delicious. I'm, I, I love porterhouse, uh, obviously fillet, but yeah, I, I still love red meat, and I will deal with the so pain what, for it. When you when you get the stomach ache, like how be- like <laughs> what are we talk- talking? Are we talking about like keeled over? Are we talking oh. about like you know like just run like to the bubble guts? Like no. what are we talking? about I am here? in massive pain. With massive, your, like on the toilet. Yes, massive, massive pain, yeah. and just hurting. Where you're just like, God, just please. Why do you make keep eating? Stop. Yeah, meat then why there? do you eat that? Yeah, because it's so good. Nah, you don't do that to yourself. You know, this is all mental, by the way. This is not a physical problem. Anybody who says that they eat red meat after seven o'clock, they're on the toilet all night. But anything before seven o'clock, this is one hundred percent mental. Right, seven o'clock. The that part seemed weird. It's, that's how it works. I don't know. That's how my body works but so you've literally had a steak at six o'clock and you were good to go fine yeah yeah steve mason just checked in on on text and says it's always seven o'clock somewhere greg that is a great point (laughs) it's always five o'clock somewhere to get a drink too but yes i i don't know what it is all i know is that at a certain time of in the day if i have it too late (laughs) 
This is what happens. <laughs> Bore Briones just sent me the funniest text. Oh, no, I'm afraid. He says, Bergman's stomach is like Cinderella. There's a timer on it. It turns into a pumpkin. There you go. Why didn't you just run in here? You're in the back right now, Jorge. Cinderella's stomach is what he Cinderella's called stomach. 7 p.m. Princess Belly is your yeah. name from now that, on. That is it. You're, now your stomach is called. That's your name now. Princess Belly. Princess Belly. This is what we're going to? Yeah. Princess Belly. This is worse than sausage jeans. Are you kidding me? Princess, Princess Belly. Belly. Princess Belly. That is good. Hey, Greg, have you ever um, had a steak past 7 o'clock at night and then gotten a really bad stomach ache and then not made it? To where you were headed? Ew. No, no, always make it. Even oh. even if you're driving, you know when you're driving and like your stomach is just in so much pain, you're like, I'm just gonna hold it till I get there, and then yeah. you, you you you. Is make it a it. clean break or are we like at like some groundhogging? Oh no no no, it's a clean break. Good okay. for you. <laughs> Let, let's. Have you tried plant based food? No. Why not? Guys, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, so I have the you much rather run across the street to make it to a bathroom <laughs> than eat like a piece of broccoli that's looking oh, like no, a no, hamburger. Oh, see, I'll, oh, no, that's but have like you tried like, be, yeah. like Beyond Meat? You know, like, I haven't tried it. I actually want to. Give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Dude, yeah. you're lucky you've made it every I time. I would just go with chicken me. for the most part now, mm. to be honest. Yeah. Um, Does I, the I chicken know that it's actually just a substitute? It's not what you really want? Yeah, probably. I hope not because I eat a lot of it. Yeah. All right. I want to pay off this Niners thing. Things with the Niners have gotten weird. Okay. Gotten. Yeah. Have. I mean, even more so than they have last week when we were talking about all the smoke screens about the third pick or whatever. So Kyle Shanahan, Laura, I know you have the audio here, was asked basically about Jimmy Garoppolo's future on the roster. And will he be on the roster after Sunday when the draft is over? Um, and here is what Kyle Shanahan said in that regard. Um, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday, so I can't guarantee who will be on our roster on Sunday. Um, so that goes for all of us. Yeah. That seems aggressive to me. Like, yes, I understand we are living in strange times, and it very well could be not, not be here on Sunday. That is very fair. However, that is the strangest answer, and we've heard a bleep ton, I almost cursed, uh, from coaches, particularly over the last year, Football coaches, we've heard a lot of strange comments, um, but this one is near the top, LZ. You know, just tell the man you don't want him anymore. Right. You know, just say, listen, we're looking to move you. Do you have a preference? We'll try to accommodate you, mm -hmm. but we're going to move on. This is so not proper leadership. Correct. And I'm not blaming you know, Shanahan for this. This is an entire structure of the organization. Isn't York still there? Yes, Jed York, yeah, yes. Yeah, this is what he did to so many of his players. Just had them just out there. It's the reason why Cap left. Yeah. It, it truly is. When you go back and you look at the reports, it was the poor communication more than anything else that was the deciding factor in terms of him leaving. It's how him and, and, and how they... Like, totally undermine what looked like was going to be an amazing partnership between Harbaugh and Cap. Now you've turned into what? What are you? Yeah. Like Kaplan, you, what do you got to You got to get better than this if you're the 49ers in terms of how you manage people. Yeah. I, when I hear Kyle Shanahan get so dramatic, it's like, it reminds me of when um, the Rams were being asked about the future of Jared Goff, and they were like, well, he's the quarterback. He's on the roster today. Like, mm -hmm. that's all we're saying. And you were like, well, that's not exactly an endorsement now then, is it? And so for Shanahan to try and not uh, answer the question, to try and avoid the question by pulling out the end-all, be-all. Hey, look, Sunday, 
there might be thermo global nuclear war and none of us will be here and 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 the it was aggressive didn't mean yeah. anything it's like but that's was, about the equivalent of what he did right i yeah. mean that is like the dumbest thing it's like he was like he, well as long as thanos doesn't snap his fingers i guess right. we'll be here but yeah. If, yeah you know you just never know yeah it's it's strange right like yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you guys are longtime 49er fans i am not no. Um, but certainly when they drafted Alex Smith, I started paying attention to him for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. And it just seems <laughs> as if when you look at the big way that Alex Smith's career began mm-hmm. with 19 different offensive coordinators and coaches, right. it just seemed like this franchise has had moments in which it looked as if it turned the corner only to turn back around and walk back down the street. Yeah. And I feel like we're right back in that same scenario with that team. We'll, we'll see. I mean, Shannon's a good coach, so I'm curious to see how this works. So was Harbaugh. A lot of stuff. Right, you're right. You're right. There's a lot of stuff there going on, but we'll see how some of this turns out. Well, we might. We might. But then again, on Sunday, we might not because we might all be dead. That's fair. That is fair. fair. It's very possible. Um, Hey, listen, hit us up, 877-710-ESPN. Do you also have a stomach that at 7 o'clock does not (laughs) allow you to eat beef? Like Greg Bergman, uh, Belly, uh, Princess Belly over there. 877-710-ESPN. Coming up next, speaking of beef, People are mad about Dodger dogs. We'll get to Mm. that in three minutes. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 